You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast with Angie Cho. Episode number 12, Making Space for Love with Feng Shui. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So on to this new episode number 12. As Valentine's Day is upon us, I think it's a perfect time to talk about making space for love with feng shui. I'm going to discuss feng shui concepts for love, whether you would like to attract a new partner, support a current relationship, or cultivate self-love. When my now husband and I just started dating back in 2007, I think. I had just started studying feng shui in more depth at that time. And these were some feng shui adjustments that I made personally, and now we're married. So it kind of, I can tell you it works. I remember I was telling my therapist at that time about all the feng shui adjustments I was making, and she was really impressed. She said that this was the first time that she saw me making real physical changes in my life to accommodate someone else. And I see that the feng shui really works on that level. My husband also would say that he was deeply moved that I was changing my environment to accommodate him. So keep this in consideration when you do any of these adjustments. By the way, these tips are also important to have in your home to support a current relationship, whether it's a relationship that's in good shape or if it needs some help. So most of the tips will revolve around the bedroom because the bedroom is, yes, related to relationships, but mostly because it represents your personal life. And as a support to this episode, you might want to check out episode number four, which is feng shui for your bedroom to get more tips about the bedroom. Now on to the tips. First tip, make sure that your bed is open on both sides. Now that means you want the headboard against the wall, but you want the left and right side and actually the, f- the foot of the bed open and available, not pushed up to next to the wall. So when I met my husband, my bed was pushed up against the wall because I really wanted to save space. I was in a New York City apartment with roommates, no, not, not with a lot of room. I had no room and it just seemed to make sense. But feng shui recommends that you keep the bed open on both sides. So if you're tight on space, try to give at least 18 inches of space on each side or on one side. What I realized when I moved my bed away from the wall was that when I was in relationships, I always had my boyfriend sleep against the wall on the inside and, you know, I would sleep on the outside. And I realized that position really stinks for the person who's sitting there. Not only are they you know, your boyfriend or your partner is not in their own home, but then they're trapped there between you and the wall. And I began to see the metaphor in that, that I was actually 
being very controlling and and trapping my previous boyfriends and no one really wants to be squished up against the wall and have to crawl over the other person to get out of bed it also gives the universe this message that you don't have room for anyone else in your life so when you make sure that you have both sides of your bed open it means a lot it tells the universe i have the space to accommodate someone else And when you say, oh, I don't have room to give 18 inches to another person. Well, then you don't make space for someone and then they and then they won't feel uh, welcome to be your partner. So I found that this um, feng shui adjustment is really, really important. Second tip, clean under your bed. So let's be honest here. What's under your bed? Do you have lots of shoes, old paperwork? All of that clutter under your bed can affect your unconscious mind. You're literally sleeping above this stuff for hours a day. And when you're sleeping, you're in a passive yin state, which means that you're more susceptible to the energies of the items that you have below you. And so I'm telling you it's time to clear out what's under there. So do you have like maybe love letters from ex-partners or do you have a bunch of clutter, things that you want to get rid of? Do you have old family photos? Do you have sharp objects? None of these things are good for relationships. It can represent unconscious blocks that you may have in relationships, whether they're new relationships, current relationships, or your relationship with yourself. So... I challenge you to get under your bed, clean clean it out, and if you have to have something under there, just put soft bed-related things like pillows and blankets. And if you have one of those platform beds where there's no room underneath, that's not great, but at least you don't have, you're not storing things under there. So make sure you clean out the clutter from under your bed. The third tip is to have a headboard. Make sure you have a headboard on your bed. And this is especially important for someone who is in a relationship or in a new relationship because it represents stability. Now, I find a lot of people don't have headboards on their bed. I don't know why, but it just a lot of people that I end up seeing um, when I go visit their homes, they don't have headboards. But headboards are so important in feng shui because they represent stability. It connects both sides of the bed. It provides um, a feeling of safety and it grounds the bed. So a solid and sturdy headboard is like a strong backbone for a relationship. And you need to make sure that the headboard is attached securely and mechanically to the bed. So I've been taught that a headboard that's attached to the wall is not ideal and it doesn't work in the situation it's best to have one again that is fastened to the bed and it's sturdy and it's not going to fall over because the metaphor is that if it's not connected well, then how stable is it? And in selecting the best feng shui headboard, it's better to get something that's solid. So you want to avoid anything with bars. Bars can resemble the feeling of being imprisoned and has that metaphor to it. A headboard with a lot of perforations is not ideal because it can represent holes or insecurity or that things can fall through in your relationship. So the most ideal, again, is a solid headboard. And an ideal shape is rounded or heart-shaped. 
to be honest, that's not my favorite shape. I like rectangular, so I think rectangular is okay. But I, my teachers have taught that rounded or heart-shaped is better. And there's also been um, some question about, like, there's these headboards that are, like, decals for the wall. And some I've heard some other feng shui people argue that they're better than nothing. Like, if you have no room for a headboard, even though it's not attached to the wall, it's not a solid headboard, that's something... And I would agree that it's better than nothing. However, if you're able to get a headboard, you can afford a headboard and you have the room to attach it to your bed, I think this is the best way to do it. Now, there's also not a huge difference between a solid wood or a soft upholstered headboard as long as both partners are happy and comfortable with it there to support both of you, not just one of you. So make sure both parties like it. Sometimes one one person doesn't care. So that's okay too. But make sure it's not something that one person really hates or dislikes. And I can say from experience again that this feng shui adjustment works. I didn't have a headboard for years until I met my husband and then we started dating and I was really getting more in depth with feng shui and my teachers were like, well, you know, you need to get a headboard. So I did. I'm like, okay, I need to get a headboard. I'm getting a headboard. I rearranged my room. So there's space on both sides of the bed. And I actually put my bed in the commanding position, which you learned about in some of the earlier episodes. And it really made such a tremendous impact on my life. I mean, we're happily married now and you know, I'm this feng shui architect. I never knew. I, I never expected that I would, be making a podcast and have my blog and have my own business and be on my own. I thought I'd be working at an architecture firm. So (laughs) my whole life. So you don't know where feng shui can bring you. And I think that the headboard is really very important. And again, this is very important if you have an existing relationship because it's going to represent that stability and connection. It's going to be that solid backbone for both of you. The fourth tip is to use rose quartz. So I like to suggest a pair of rose quartz. Now that's kind of like a um, easy way to kind of add this healing energy. So rose quartz heals the heart chakra, which encourages emotional healing. And it's pink, so it supports that relationship area of the Bagua map. And a pair represents a pair in a relationship. So this pair of stones, a pair of rose quartz can promote trust and harmony and cultivate love and encourage healing within existing relationships or can help you attract a new relationship. So you can place this, um, these pair of rose quartz in the relationship area of your bedroom. So that would be if you're standing in your doorway, looking in, it would be the far furthest right corner of your bedroom and that's the relationship area of your bedroom and if you place the pair of rose quartz in there that could be a powerful adjustment I'm always happy to do feng shui consultations also I do remote ones where we could tailor the adjustments especially for your specific needs but as a general adjustment that's a good place to put it and I also have the rose quotes available on my website. They're $5 a a pair. So be sure to check it out. Also one more plug. I'm going to be writing an article. I'm going to write it probably later today on, um, going more in depth on this rose quartz adjustment and it's going to be posted on my blog if you go to holisticspaces.com slash blog it's going to be posted on valentine's day which is uh sunday 
the February 14th. So check that out. And so you can learn more about the rose quartz adjustment. So one more thing about rose quartz. I didn't forget about the self-love portion of this podcast. You can also use rose quartz to cultivate self-love because again, it encourages emotional healing. And now I'm going to actually move into the fifth tip, which is to activate the self-knowledge gua, which is the opposite gua to the relationship area. So the gua means one of the sections of the feng shui bagua map. So I told you the relationship area when you walk into your bedroom is the far right corner. So then the opposite, the diagonal corner would be if you're standing in the bedroom looking in your closest left hand corner. And that's actually the self-knowledge area. And these opposite guas are very much related. I mean, it's kind of common sense, right? If you want to really have a good healing, emotional and supportive relationship, you need to work on yourself. You have to self-cultivate. So you can also do this in a feng shui way in, a, in, the, in your environment by activating it with something like a piece of rose quartz or a plant as um, to represent growth. So you can activate the knowledge gua. And I also, if you listen to some of the other podcasts or read some of my blog posts about the Bagua map, the feng shui map, you can learn more about how to locate these areas and the ways that you can activate them. But of course, so if you want to attract a relationship, you need to work on your self-cultivation. And alternatively, if you're already in a relationship, you can grow within that relationship by expanding your self-awareness. And if you're just working on self-love and self-cultivation, it's it's really the best way to attract a partner or improve your current relationship. So remember, you can cultivate your self-love by activating the self-knowledge area or the relationship area because you can have a you can cultivate the love for yourself. And be sure to take a look at the Bagua map. It's on the podcast page on holisticspaces.com to locate those two areas. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.